Welcome to Starving Artists Eating, a podcast for the artist by artists. My name is Lily, and my name is Hannah, and today we're going to eat some food and talk about our personal workflow when we create. So Hannah, what are we eating today? Today we are going to be having Chick-fil-A, and I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. I've been craving Chick-fil-A for weeks. Yeah, she's been sending me pictures of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually had a cookie from Chick-fil-A, though. Me either, but I might try one today. We'll see. Every artist has a workflow that is unique to them, their personality, and their artwork. Between Hannah and me, our workflows are going to be different, but at the heart of everything, our workflows share the same goal, which is to create something. We think it'll be interesting to compare and contrast the workflow of Lily as a writer and me as a more visual artist. So we have a series of questions that we are going to answer about our art process. Yeah. So our first question is focused on the big picture. When inspiration strikes right after that, what does our workflow typically look like from start to finish? For me, it really depends on the project. Sometimes I'll start with an outline, other times I'll just start writing, but once I get into writing, I will typically just write it straight out with minimal edits. Really the only thing I'll edit are like the typos I see. Next would be the revision process. I'll let the piece kind of sit for a day or two if I can before moving on to the stage. I like to go back to it with fresh eyes and after I have revised and revised I like to get a second opinion whether it's through someone I trust or in my MFA program we have workshops where a group of people in my class will look at my piece and critique it. So once I've gained that feedback I'll revise based on what they have said and to be honest I feel like my pieces are never done. They're in a constant revision process which isn't necessarily a good thing. So yeah, I kind of, when I was thinking of this answer, I had like the side tangent to add. <laughs> I really, really struggled to like be done with my project and get it ready to be published or submitted or whatever it needs to be. I really haven't submitted that much because of that thought that my work is never completely done or there or perfect. Um, Recently, I heard someone say that your art is only ever going to be like 90% done. And I think I need to learn to accept that about my pieces because it would make them easier to let them go out into the world. Um, because, you know, as an artist, you have to share it right. to, you know, be known um, and to reach people. But yeah. Well, what's the point if you just keep it for yourself? Exactly, exactly. So that was my rant for the day. <laughs> So my answer, the workflow is going to depend upon the type of project because obviously my painting projects or a drawing project is going to be different from an animation project or something like that. So I wrote this answer thinking about more like an illustration or a drawing on paper or something like that or canvas, not so much a digital project. Mm. Well, it could be like a digital drawing, not, I just mean not like an animation, <laughs> but 
Once I have inspiration in general, if I haven't already done so during the inspiration process, I'll make a couple of quick sketches to see if I can translate the image in my head onto paper just to see like what I'm actually capable of. And also then you actually have something you're looking at rather than just in your head and you can see actually this element here doesn't really work how I thought it would. So I need to change that. So it just helps you with clarity of the idea. So then um, once I figure out what's possible and have tweaked the composition and everything, I'll use that sketch as the basis for the project and I'll start building on top of that. And even though I have that as the basis, when I'm working on it, I leave myself open to allow it to be changed. Like I try not to stick too close to the original idea just because I think it's important to adapt to how the artwork is actually turning out, especially if you make a mistake or something and you're like, it's ruined, but really you just need to like change the idea a bit and like cover it up somehow or utilize the mistake to make the idea more complete. Mm. Then after that whole kind of sketching and you're working on it and you've built up the, whatever material you're using and normally if I start working on something I will get stuck working on it if it's for like a deadline like I'll just work on it until it's done like I have a hard time leaving it and then coming back later just because I feel stressed about the deadline even though it would be beneficial to come back with uh like a fresh eye like you were saying like leave it and then come back but so what you're saying is you work on it until it has to be turned in right most most of the time even though it'd probably be better if I just like relaxed for a little bit and then came back to it because mm -hmm. I just get so frustrated and worked up that I'm probably spending more time than I needed to you know yeah Oh, and then the, la the last step would be adding your signature, which I was just saying that I don't really like that step because I don't like my signature, so I normally just put it on the back. I'm going to really have to edit that answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I guess another side tangent is like your signature is important, but it can burden you a bit with me, with writers. It's like, you have to be very careful which name you choose for your first publication because after that you can't choose another name. Right. So I'm still struggling to decide on my, like, I guess, pen name or whatever. Like, it's going to be my name, but I don't know if it's going to be, like, my first name and my middle name right. or my first name and my last name or what it's going to be. I've changed how I've signed my work multiple times. Yeah, it's interesting, like, because even if you use your actual name for your art, a lot of people, like I said, go with their middle names or something right. like that. So it's interesting how people choose what name they use yeah. to um, promote their art. Our next question has to do with a largely debated topic amongst the creative community. When you are creating, do you listen to music or do you find music distracting? Or does it simply depend on the situation? Hmm. For me, it does depend um, I actually used to listen to a lot of music in undergrad when I was writing, um, but for some reason I don't listen to music as much anymore when I'm writing, which there's not really an explanation for it, it's just how it is right now. Um, but then again, like, in a few years I might be listening to music again. Um, I do, but when I do listen to music, it has to be either very familiar songs or instrumental because I can't listen to new music when writing because I'll get distracted. Like if 
sometimes there'll be like a new album out by someone I like, but I'm I have to wait to listen to that <laughs> because I'll be list so so distracted. <laughs> Another thing I just thought of is, like, whereas I could listen to a podcast potentially while I'm working, mm-hmm. you wouldn't really be able to listen to something with words because it would be hard to be listening to words and trying to type words. Yeah. Whereas it's, it's possible to listen to words and, like, you know, draw something. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's different because it messes with your brain a little bit. <laughs> right. So my answer is that it also depends... Um, I heard this debated in college a lot because some people would, like, swear that it helped them concentrate, whereas others were like, oh, you shouldn't do it, it's a distraction. I also wrote down that I have a vague memory of reading some art book once that was like, you shouldn't do it, it's bad, but I don't remember the reasons they gave. Mm -hmm. For me, personally, I normally don't listen to music while I'm working just because I don't listen to a ton of music when I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not, like, everybody asks me, like, oh, what type of music do you listen to? And I don't really have an answer because it's not, I'm just not a huge music person, even though I played the violin for 1,200 years growing up. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, I feel like I... I'll listen to music when I need to work, but I'm, like, really distracted slash bored. Um, That way, just to, like, give my, like, something else to think about rather than, like, just the task that I'm trying to complete. But most of the time, I won't listen. Only if I'm... I listen to something distracting if I'm already distracted, I guess. (laughs) So that doesn't really make sense. Um... If you... Oh... (laughs) i'll just take your word for it wait what you said that doesn't really make sense and i was like thinking of what you said i was just Uh, like wait yeah like if i'm focused i'm not gonna listen to music because i'm in the zone oh oh but yeah but if i i'm feeling like i don't really want to work that day i'll Mm -hmm. listen to something just because it makes me feel better about having to sit there yeah that's kind of me too like like i said recently i haven't been listening to music because I'm so focused, right. but if I really don't want to do it, right. I'll... then I'll do it. <laughs> Our next question is, what do you do to get yourself into the swing of things? Sometimes it's really easy to get into that zone of creating, but other times it can be more difficult. And What do you do during those times, and do we have any tips in for people? Um, the answer to that last one is no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it's hard for me to get in the zone, I typically try to allot a specific amount of time that I have to work on that particular project. I will also make a physical to-do list that day and give myself like three to five tasks. Um, so that dreaded project will be within those tasks, probably like in the middle and this list won't just say like, oh, work on this or, you know, project A, B, and C. It will be more specific. I'll put something like write 300 words for project A. That way I have a micro goal that I can achieve without worrying about, you know, the overarching goal. And um, with all these components, um, getting into the zone becomes more manageable and my reward is being able to cross off a project on my uh, to-do list, which is a reward for me. Um, 
But I guess also another tip that I didn't think of is just starting ahead. All of you procrastinators are probably just shaking your head right now, but that's what you do. If you actually run into a day where you can't focus, you can actually give yourself that day off because you have so much more time. Because you planned ahead. Exactly. So... If I'm not able to get into the zone, I really just end up working on and off and get distracted every five minutes and I'll just work the entire day because I I'll, I won't just like go off and not do the project. I still work on the project and get it done in time. It's just I could have done it in five times less the time it took than like if I had just been able to focus than me just working on and off and on and off like the mm. entire day, you know? Yeah. One thing I do know is that if I'm not feeling in that creative mood that day or like that I'm able to focus and I'm having a hard time starting the project, typically if I end up just, if I just do it, I will normally end up um, getting into it and like actually enjoying myself. It's just Mm. I have to get past that uh, initial hump and I'll be okay to work on it. It's also hard for me to go back to working on something if I feel like I've messed it up, so it could sit there forever abandoned if I don't just suck it up and do it. So that's kind of just, that would be my one tip is to just do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I apparently wrote a side note that another problem I'm having right now <laughs> is that I'll get inspired to make something and start it enthusiastically, but not be able to finish it in one sitting. So then I'll forget it or not want to go back to working on it. So then I'll start something else and then I'll just have seven, eight, nine started, but unfinished pieces lying around and then they start stressing me out because they're all just staring at me unfinished. I feel like a lot of artists have that problem. How often do you allow yourself to take breaks? Well, as I said in my previous question, I like to give myself micro goals. So I'll take breaks after those goals are achieved. So if I have like five tasks on my list, and I complete the first task, sometimes we'll go on to the second. But after that second, typically I'll take a break, and then so on and so forth. But I'm not extremely strict about breaks. Like, if I feel like I need to get a glass of water, just stretch my legs, I'll do it. As long as I come right back to the project. And like I said before, I give myself gaps between revisions. So these gaps can last a single day, or sometimes they last a matter of months. Um... I'll still have pieces, I still have pieces on my computer from like last year that need to be revised, but we won't talk about those. Um, As long as there's no deadline, like letting a piece of writing sit and even a piece of visual artwork, I'd imagine, is a good thing because when you come back to it, you see a lot of things you didn't see before and might have some new ideas to add to it as well. So breaks can be good if you use them wisely. Yeah. I also think, I don't know if I mentioned this in one of my answers, but it's kind of like a fine line between calling it done and pushing it, because if you push it a little bit too much, you could be like, oh, that was the wrong move, I should have just stopped. Mm -hmm. So, like, finding that balance between, like, this, I'm going to call this piece done, I'm not going to revisit it, or I'm going to push this piece more, you know? Yeah. A fine line (laughs) sometimes, you know? (sighs) It really is. For me, while I was thinking about this, I realized that I should schedule slash take more breaks when I'm working because right now when I sit down to work, assuming that I'm not in a distracted mood, I'll pretty much just work for like straight for hours on end. Like I just, I don't, I guess I just like 
my eyes lock on the piece and then I just can't get away from it. Mm. But if I'm in a distracted mood, I'll take breaks constantly. And they're not, like, ones that I, like, scheduled myself. They're not official, I'm going to allow myself to take a break breaks. So they just make me feel guilty for taking a break because I feel like I don't really deserve to take a break because, you know, I've just been working distractedly. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have a set break amount. I normally just do whatever I want. So I feel like if I set myself specific breaks one I won't kill myself by working for hours on end without stopping and then when I'm distracted like it won't be like a guilty break it'll be I worked for this long so now I'm gonna take a break you know you could like set a timer on your phone like say I'll work half hour and then I'll take a break something like that yeah I had a friend in college who did that and it worked out well for her from what I saw um So the next question is, what is your favorite part of the workflow process within your art form, and what is your least favorite? For me, I guess you could have probably guessed by everything I've said. My favorite part is revising, because it's like polishing the dirt that you created. Right. Um, It makes you feel accomplished, too. Yeah. Um, My least favorite part is actually writing it, to be honest. Like, the first draft, I mean. Like, I hate it because... When I'm writing, I'm just like, I like the idea, but the way I'm writing it, I hate it. But if, for the rest of your life, you only edited work and never made the original, would you be happy? No. (laughs) So. That's interesting. (laughs) I'm a very paradoxical individual. Um, So, yeah. And another reason why revision is my favorite is because I'll go back to what I had written in that initial write-up. And I'll realize most of the time, not always, that what I wrote wasn't as bad as I thought. And that's a very, I guess, comforting feeling. My least favorite part would be getting the base structure of the artwork down. So it's actually kind of similar to yours, which is funny. Because, you know, you're saying you don't like the initial Uh structure or like the initial creating of it. Uh And that's kind of the same for mine, just because... Mostly just because it's difficult, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, yeah, it can just be very difficult to get those, those initial forms down and get them to look the way it is in your head, unless you're some kind of prodigy, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not. And then my favorite part is adding in color or shading to a piece, just because that's the fun part to me, and mm-hmm. I feel like it makes it come alive, so. That, that is interesting, that parallel. Um, so our final set of questions has to do with what we want to change. So if we could change one thing about our personal workflow, what would it be and why? For me, that's a difficult one to answer because I feel like there's a lot I'm lacking in terms of my workflow. But I guess my answer would echo back to my side tangent. I just need to learn when to stop and let things go. Recently, I've realized that I've only been adding projects to my computer because I hold on to my old projects for a little too long so I need to learn to accept that they'll never be perfect and I just need to let them into the world when they're 90% done as I was saying. I saw I can't remember the quote right now but somewhere on Facebook there was this quote floating around that you know the imperfection in things is kind of what makes it you know beautiful and unique it was some i'll Mm. see if i can look it up and if i can i'll put it in the instagram post for this episode but yeah i just because i feel like if it was perfect then it it would be kind of boring you know yeah that's true like 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something, but... Um... So my answer to this question, following what I said in the in my previous answers, would be that I would like to have better slash more intentional breaks. So if I'm not distracted and working for a long time, being able to actually take a break from that. And if I am distracted, trying to, to set specific goals like Lily was talking about and specific time frames um, so that I don't end up working the entire day on and off and not getting as and not allowing myself as much time for other stuff. And then also another thing um, nowadays is like your phone. I was thinking about this, like it's very easy to check your notifications and stuff. And that can be like, cause then you check your notifications mm. and then it takes you a little bit to get back into the project, like yeah. being able to put it away while you're working that way. Cause I just feel like it's more efficient. Like then you get your work done and then it allows you more time to do other stuff, whereas if you expand your work time, you may, you're getting the same amount done, just in more time. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. So I guess being more efficient with my time is yeah. a more concise way of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm not, like, I, I'm good at getting projects done when they have due dates. I just want to be able to get them done in a more efficient manner so that I have more time for my other projects. Yeah. Like, if that makes sense. Like, I'm, I'm not being irresponsible. Yeah, I think you are much more efficient than most people in our industry, I'd say. But we could all I'm just trying more. to give myself some extra time for other activities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So now we want to hear from you guys. So go to our Instagram page, Starving Artists Eating, and look out for our episode three podcast. We'll put a question under the post for us to discuss in yeah. the comment section. Yep. Tune in next time for an episode on college education. Until next time. Keep creating. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Uh, keep creating sounds so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did it. Just barely. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Okay. Level I would think. Alright, we're gonna pause and then just go. Yeah.